What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the J-Ham Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40K, Dungeons & Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. My name is John. I'll be your host for this episode of Warhammer Wednesday. I know it's been a little while since I've had one, but I wanted to bring to you guys some of my hobby talk and what I'm working on right now for the game, and some of the things that I've uncovered from jumping into the new edition from the old edition. So let me go ahead, talk to you guys about my findings, and we'll dive right in. So, fortunately and unfortunately, um, the new kill team has brought some new changes to the game. A lot of them are good, in my opinion. I am actually I'm super stoked to be able to try and teach this game to some different friends or people at my LGS. Um, because I think that this is going to be a little bit easier to get people into it. They've taken out some of the clunky injury roll mechanics, which, I mean, from playing the last edition as much as I did, I learned how it worked. Unfortunately, it took a lot of trial and error to finally figure it out, and a lot of YouTube videos to try and help me with learning it. Um, the other thing, too, is they got rid of morale. So, morale was a little bit weird in Kill Team. I totally get it for big 40Ks. Like, okay, you just lost, like, an entire squad. Of course, you guys are going to start running. But when you're looking at the spec ops, you know, your guys are probably going in as a suicide mission sort of thing. Uh, they're the most elite of the elite. They're the toughest you know, the toughest dudes or dudettes on the planets. Um, yeah, it kind of felt weird to have morale and say, oh, well, yeah, you lost half of your team, so your guys kind of can't really do much right now. They're broken. So that didn't make a lot of sense to me thematically, and so I think it's cool. Um, the one thing with this is I feel like the new addition to Kill Team, and this is my one con. Um... Okay, I might have two cons, but this is my one biggest con, the one that I feel like is going to be tough sell for a lot of newer players and a tough sell for a lot of people that are moving over from the last edition is this game requires so much in peripherals um, to make it really work and make it good to play. So like, for instance, you look at um, your objective tokens, they have up to six in there. A lot of the match play missions that I've started noticing have... A whole lot of these tokens which are supposed to be your objectives that you can place down there um, if you're playing with a tape measure you can do fine but the thing is, is the book and like all the data cards and everything they all use the shapes they don't use the one two um, yeah one two three four and six yeah yeah triangles three squares four and then uh, pentagon is five or six sorry five sides six inches whatever so that's what the book and the rules all reference. So if you're like me and you didn't go out and buy that extra little measurement tool, I mean, the game is still playable. And especially if you already play war games itself, you're probably going to be just fine. But the little, the little shapes make a pain in the butt to try and teach anybody else how to play. Um, just because every rule references the shapes and then you have to explain, oh, well, a circle's two inches. Oh, a triangle, that's one inch. Oh, a square, that's four inch, or three inches. Yeah, that's right, because the shapes don't even match the amount. The number of sides don't match the inches. Okay, square is three inches, and the pentagon is the, um, pentagon is six inches. Maybe they didn't go with hexagon, because hexagon wouldn't be too distinguishable to a circle. I'm not sure. But, um... Yeah, they've got all the shapes right there and the colors. You're like, oh, I use shapes or I use colors to determine like how far you got to move. That's a little bit of a pain. Now, 
if you do want to go out and pick one of those things up or even just make your own, you definitely can if you want to. And it might make life a little bit easier. I am currently, that's one of the things I'm working on, is I am making some of these little tools that can kind of measure and have all the shapes on it so that way, you know, I can have my friends understand how to play the game and use those shapes. I'm just doing a little bit of crafting out of wood on my part and gonna use some paint and putting the shapes and everything on there. And so I think it'll be good. I think it'll turn out okay. It's not gonna look as pretty as those actually printed ones from Games Workshop, but functionality wise, it's, it's gonna work out just fine. And holy cripes, talking about peripherals, um, the amount of tokens that you need for like everything is kind of crazy. Um, now granted, I, I was fortunate, my old kill team, tokens helped out a ton and they had them there too so i can't necessarily knock this one for that um i even went out because i didn't i didn't buy the original tokens because i got started in kill team 2018 way too late um i didn't have access to a lot of their advancing and their readying or their fallback tokens like i didn't have access to all of those little paper cardboard tokens that they printed out for kill team so i picked up a third party one that was pretty much it was all like clear plastic and it was, it was pretty good. It was, it was like 30 bucks. I got it as a gift for my wife to help me out with playing the game. I thought, oh, these are really cool because I can set these down. It tells you if you guys fell back or if they uh, were shooting or, you know, if they had charged. This one still requires quite a bit of, few, quite a bit of tokens. And technically, you could probably play without them, uh, depending on how you, like, make the data cards for, you, like, your rosters and stuff. You can get a little creative around that. And maybe I'll make a video that shows one way you can do that. But... What I did is I just ended up spray painting a lot of those old tokens I used for the old kill team um, that were in that plastic set that were not going to get used anymore. And then uh, I'm working on making them all the engaged and concealed tokens because you need you need enough for your kill teams. So like depending on the kill teams you bring, you're going to have to have plenty. Now I've got 40, so I'm going to have 20 engaged and 20 concealed tokens, and that should suffice for my kill teams. And that way, even if I am teaching a friend who happens to be playing Space Marine and I'm playing Space Marine, we're still going to be just fine. Or if I'm playing Imperial Guard and one of them is playing Space Marine, we're still going to be just fine. I can have, we can both have all of our troops engaged if we really wanted to or have them all in cover if we want to. So that's kind of uh, what's going on with the new kill team is there's a lot of hobbying around the peripherals lately. So different measuring devices and sticks and stuff that I'm making. Um, the different tokens and you can go out and you can pick those bad boys up yourself I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks to get their like essentials Because um, it also has the tack op cards, which I'm again. I'm not gonna buy You know, I might trade in some magic cards or something like that for them depending on like <laughs> How much it's actually gonna cost I forget how much it is my LGS for their discount But you know, we'll have to figure that out when the time comes. I might go that route. I might not but just know that they do help the game. And honestly, unlike the past kill team, I guess is where this is a pro, you don't have to say, oh, this specific model, they fell back or they shot or they advanced. And you have to get a singular token for each of the guys doing different things. This one, you just say, oh, this guy's engaged and this guy's concealed. And once you get done activating and you flip their little token over and say, okay, they used all their action points, you know, for match and then you move on to the next one and i think that's really cool that's where i think a lot of people that play like DD or play other like um games that have those alternate activations i think a lot of people are gonna like this uh just for the simple fact that you get to 
it simplifies it. It makes it easier on that end. You only have one token to say, yep, my guy's engaged or he's in cover. Yep, this is what I can do when I'm engaged. Yep, this is what I can do when I'm in cover. And that's gonna be pretty straightforward. Once you're done, flip the token over and then you know you've used that person. And it does help the flow of the game just from playing Sad Hammer. It made it a whole lot easier for me to move my models around. I did a couple games so far to let you guys know. I played my Space Marines against my Space Marines and it felt really good. I mean, it was just two squads of intercessors because I wanted to get a feel for the game. Um, but I had my, one of my intercessor sergeants had the hand flamer and Torrent is really cool. I mean, it's you can deal a lot of damage, especially if you're gonna be going toe to toe against like um, the softer, squishier, like guardsmen or cultist or whatever you might be going up against. You're gonna have a good time getting to burn some dudes. And combat feels really good. I gotta say, one of my most, one of my favorite parts about it is um, I like the defense. I the whole um, the whole roll to see if you hit and then roll to see if the strength of your weapon is better than the toughness and you actually wound your target, and then they get to save. This one, it's, you go through, you see if you hit. If you do, now you have to stack up their defense die, and then they have to meet the, they have to meet your attacks. And I think it's really cool. I think it is a really good, easy mechanic to kind of get and understand. It allows both players to be actively engaged in the game rather than, oh, I'm going to do all this and you get one roll out of my seven um, for my guys here. It's it's going back and forth. You got it. And close combat is really fun too. The whole parry and strike, that is really cool. Being able to say, oh, well, I'm playing a little bit more defensively, so I'm going to be trying to parry a whole lot more. Or I'm going to be playing a little bit more aggressively, so I'm going to be striking, striking, striking. Either because your guy's going to be able to kill my guy even if I parry, or, you know, tactfully, it's it's just going to work out. Um, the games I've played so far is I played, you know, Space Marine versus Space Marine, because I felt like you know, Intercessor versus Intercessor, that's pretty easy matchup right there um and then i played my heretic astartes versus my space marines and by space my space marines i mean like my actual kitted up group i've got several kill teams now available to me um and just getting to try each of them out to see which one i kind of like has been nice um planning on doing some kit bash conversions to make my uh my actual space marines look a little bit more stealthy um i want to add some like not necessarily camo cloaks but some different like garb and everything too to make it look like they kind of have like small little capes or flowing things to help them blend in with their environment a little bit better because my space marines the dark steel star days they are black and they've got some silver lighting and they've got some like really blue teal and with that black that silver and that teal it makes them look like they stand out like a sore thrum in a covert ops situation. So I thought, ah, oh, maybe I can give them stuff to make them look a little bit more stealthy and blend in better. I can't wait until they release an addition that allows me to play with my Eliminators again because, oh man, I love Eliminators so much. And my Phobos Librarian, you know, I'm, I'm really stoked for that later down the road. But right now, I'm just, I'm getting in some Kill Team and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, flavorful, flavorfully, I feel like they kind of failed a little bit. Um, as far as some of the groups they put together, but at the same point, like a kill team is not always covert ops. And I guess that's one cool thing is when you read the book through, you can read the different missions. Sometimes like space Marines are sent out on these missions to secure a, a bulkhead or secure a, a strategic point or to be, you know, just wipe out a small group of guys that doesn't necessarily need a full patrol. So you can play with intercessors, just bog intercessors, and make it work in the narrative, and I think that's pretty cool. 
Right now, I've also started working and putting together my kit for my kill team to go. So um, I'll have to show you guys that maybe in a video because the visual might be a little bit easier in the future. But, or even just put in an episode for you on the podcast, just explain what it is I'm putting in my bag. But um, right now, I'm going through and I've got three different kill teams that I can just bring with me wherever I go at a LGS. So I can try and teach people how to play the game. I've got one group of um, intercessors for my they're called the architects is they're they're orange they're a successor chapter of the imperial fists um, but what i'm calling their kill team is the survey corps um, the survey corps is all about going out surveying the lands they're usually sent out again on places where they um where they don't necessarily quantify a actual full strike force or a full patrol detachment they might send a patrol and then just send the kill team out and have the patrol there for like backup or whatever, but they're there to help lay down the ground plans for fortifying different smaller worlds that don't necessarily need the entirety of the architect's force. So that's kind of, uh, that's my lore behind them there. And they're just five man intercessor squad. I've got one guy with a stalker bolt rifle and the gun, the suspension, I forget. Well, that's the other cool thing, I guess, while I'm talking about this. You can put equipment on your guys, make them stronger, you know, give them some of those equipment values because you can give up to 10 points of equipment to each of your kill teams. And so you can actually, you can make your guys a lot better and make them those heroes that you think they ought to be. For somebody that enjoys, like, the loot and the power side of, like, RPGs and everything, like, this is where it can really jump into it and say, oh, cool, this guy has this purity cell, which will allow them to re-roll, you know, some hits. Um, this guy has a suspension lift or suspension system that allows him to fire his heavy weapon and still move. So even though this thing would slow down a uh, weak little average human, a space marine can tote around these stalker bolt rifles or, you know, what missile launchers or whatever you decide to throw at them you have that ability to do that. So that's really cool too, um, equipment wise. But survey course, I've got myself, it's a five man intercessor squad. And that's what I'm gonna use to teach a lot of new players how to play the game. I've also got my Dark Steel Astartes. I've got two different squads for them. So I have my standard um, five man intercessor team. So that way I can kind of really keep things basic. I've got my five man Reaver team. Oh my gosh, I am so happy to be able to play with my Reavers again. Um, because in the past, I had my Reaver Sergeant, and I brought him just as a list for nostalgia purposes, and even though he wasn't that good, like, he was kind of, like, my mix between a combat and a range. He's my flexible unit. He was my flex. Um, still kind of is in the in the group I'm playing with now, but doing a little bit of kit bashing, converting on my guys, because they're primarily a, um, a bolt carbine group. The... Uh, the Reaver Sergeant's got a knife, and I, I have one extra leftover guy that has his knife and pistol that I'm using for the Reavers. And those are my two squads I'm bringing for my Dark Steel Stardays. And then, of course, I have my Heretic Stardays. Malsithis is Chosen. Holy cow. Let's try that again. Malsithis is Chosen. There we go. So they're a smaller faction, you know, broken off from the group called the Exiled. They're a renegade chapter. Um, Malsithis, he is the Chaos Lord essentially in charge of the exile that leads them. Um, and yeah, there's uh, Atax, he's my sergeant that I'm running around there, uh, Atax the Dishonored. And he, yeah, he's got a giant power fist and 
he's ready to do some work. He's pretty brutal on the battlefield. And that power fist, man, just that can tear some people up whenever you are fighting him. And making your opponent have to actually roll crits on their defense to be able to defend against it on a normal, that's a pretty good pretty good buff too so that was where i was talking earlier as far as getting position where it's probably not worth it to parry and you should just try to strike as much as you can he's the reason for that and then outside of that i got my terrain all put together i finally um i changed up a little bit my terrain so put some of my barrels together and some of my different crates so they weren't just completely loose and i built them up so that way they can actually act as some light cover um i've got my my containers you know so for my um my kill zone mechanicum i think is what it's called i've got that kind of all painted up already i'm still working on those servo loaders i just i haven't had any inspiration to actually paint those up i built them i coated them in silver and i'm planning to add some color to them but i don't know i mean they don't really provide much cover they probably will in the new kill team i can say oh yeah these are heavy so as long as you're behind them you're good and that would probably work out just fine but i don't know they're just not too inspiring for me the other thing I've got to work on building, and this is, again, another peripheral, but barricades. Barricades are going to be super important for you because you kind of need them. Um, you play with them in open play. You play with them. Technically, you don't have to in open play, but you can. Um, you play with them in match play games. You play with them in narrative missions. You're going to want to have at least two, but maybe three different peripherals of these little barricades that you can put down on the ground. And this will give you some of that light, traversable cover. Um that changes up how the battlefield works and allows you to put it strategically for whatever game plan you're running with. And yeah, I mean, outside of that, I have a, um, a pretty mobile kill team game. Um, everybody, you, you can choose how you want to play the game. You can choose how much you want to spend on it there too. And you can be more budget on it if you want to, but if you want to shell out a couple hundred dollars and just get everything, I mean, I, if you have that and you want to, it could be a pretty good investment for you. I mean, not gonna lie, those different little tokens that they give are work out pretty well. You, you got objective markers, you've got the readied, and, or <clears throat> the engage and the conceal orders, you've got, you know, all the, uh, the plus ups and plus downs, which that's the other thing too is, you know, some, some weapons or traits or abilities make it so that way you can't, um, you lose some of your action point limit for your models so again i have to make some tokens for those as well too or just have to remember that oh that effect is in place on your guys um and so it can make a little bit of clutter but it's not too bad a lot of that you can go through and i'm actually i'm working on making some data cards that uh similar to like the D D sheet i'll go through and say oh well this is how many wounds you have just permanent and then um have it go through do a pencil say oh yeah i've lost these wounds so you actually do like a countdown to you know, put that on your data card. And I'm planning on doing the same thing as far as if you're affected by like status of, oh, well, here's, you know, plus one to your AP or here's minus one to your AP. You'll be able to put that on the data cards. And that's where I'm planning on putting it rather than a bunch of extra tokens on the battlefield because that's a little bit of a pain to put together and get going. But yeah, that is what I've been working on hobby-wise. That's kind of some of my thoughts as I have gotten to play some games of Sad Hammer. Um, a lot of it too is just, I played it, I've played four games now of Kill Team of the new edition. I really do like it. I think it's going to be good. I'm going to be excited to get to play with some other people. And I think it's just going to make me more eager. I'm just working on prepping things up so that way I can teach some new people how to play the game. 
So until the next time, you guys feel free to hit me up if you have questions, comments, concerns. You want to hear more about Kill Team or you want to hear more about other hobbies I'm interested in. Hit me up at the JHAM special at gmail.com or the JHAM special on Twitter. That's the official Twitter and email for the podcast. And uh, until the next time, be good to yourselves. Have fun rolling some dice or painting up some miniatures or just getting your terrain ready. And I'll see you on the next Warhammer Wednesday. Bye.